Hello and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott and Industry Celebrities is a podcast where I interview industry professionals in any industry and I ask them questions about their industry or their passion, plus my guests share a little advice to their younger self, which we all need. And if you want to listen to other episodes, you can tune in by going to thatkimberly.com forward slash combo to choose which platform you would like to listen to. You can either listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, YouTube, coming soon, Amazon Alexa. And now that I got that all out of the way, I'd like to introduce my guest today, my friend and I, what I like, my hair god, yes. Artem, say it for me. Uh, Artem Kashishian. Kashishian. Artem Kashishian. You <laughs> I got it, you got it. You did. Yeah, you got it. Well, Artem, <laughs> thank you for joining me today. You got it. Good to be here. Good to be here. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what industry you're in. I'm in a beauty business. And the beauty uh, business. Salon, <laughs> hair salon business, hairdressing business, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And we've been doing it for about 30 years now, almost 32 years. You do not look like you've been doing it for 32 years. I just years. turned 48, Ooh, so yeah. yeah, so I've been, I've been doing it for a while. And <laughs> Got a passion for it. How did you get uh, into It's an interesting story. I was basically, you know, the movie Top Gun when it came out, and Tom Cruise had that flat top, and I wanted that haircut. And <laughs> so are you being serious? No, I'm being serious. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted that haircut, and so I went to uh, the mall. I won't say what salon it was, but I went to the mall, and this was in Houston to achieve that look, but I looked like Forrest Gump when I left, you know, it was like that flat top. Yeah. I don't mean to laugh, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, so. Really, it was a so bad hair It was a bad hair, so I came home and my sister was like, what happened to you? And I was like, oh, don't worry. So it kind of grew out. So I went to, you know, to another place, saved all my money at the time, went to another place, and then uh, that did not look right. So long story short, I decided to do it myself. <laughs> Like lo- most men do, yeah. but they do it for the, for the less expensive cost, not because somebody else did it in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I wanted to just get that look, you know, I wanted to be... The right look. I to, yeah, I wanted to look like Tom Cruise in that movie. Or, so anyway, I went to the store and bought me some clippers, and after a few tries... You got it right. I looked like Tom Cruise. <laughs> so my friends were like, hey. You know, will you do it? Will you cut ours? what's going on like, where'd you get it so I you know I was like well I kind of I did it they're like oh so I started cutting people's hair and so then I started cutting their sister's hair their mom's hair their so it's just kind of started that way and by ninth grade kind of had to make a decision you know <laughs> if I wanted to go to high school or hair school so I went to hair school and, wow yeah by the so, ninth grade yeah by ninth grade so that's kind of how I got in it and it's, you never look back no, no. I would have done it in eighth grade if I had to change it. And then I just took, <laughs> took an extra A little year. longer? A little longer, yeah. That's kind of how I got in it. I mean, it was, if it wasn't for uh, that look I wanted, I don't know if I'd be, I'd be doing it. Crazy. It sounds funny, but that's how I got into hair business. <laughs> you know, like, you I, don't look like you do hair. I'm like, oh, I do. Yeah. I, I, that was the first thing I said when I met you. I was like, this guy does hair? Are you sure? And then, you know, I was, when I was dabbling in it, and my family i wasn't very good in school at mm-hmm. the time you know my family was like yeah i think it's a good idea you know just at least to get a skill you know, because trade. i was skipping school and this that like probably do something you like more so 
one of the people was my brother-in-law, Rachel's dad. Uh -huh. and so we went to the school, and then I enrolled, and the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. I can yeah. say my hair mix-up the first time was purple, and I did not cause me to want to go and try and teach myself how to do my own well, hair, that's for sure. Well, you know, this was, this was in the mid-'80s. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody was broke. And, yeah. you know, all the money I got to cut my hair, I was cutting grass, saving it up to go <laughs> to get. So it wasn't like, you know, it, we had free the free luxury flowing. of keep yeah. trying these expensive places uh -huh. to get the look. So after two shots, I was like, that, I got to figure this out. Well, then how did you go into deciding to own your own salon? Basically, you know, I work with I work at a salon here in Dallas, and it was a great salon to start off with. And I always wanted to, I don't know, I think it's the the foreign in me. It's like everybody wants to have their own business, you mm -hmm. know. So I thought it'd be better if I, had, if I was working for myself than somebody else. Because I was making a lot of money for somebody else, mm -hmm. and I thought eventually I want to change that. Yeah. So, you know, I gave it a shot. I was like 21, my first salon that I did. It didn't work out too well. Yeah. At 21? Had, yeah, it didn't work out too well. I spent a lot of money on it because I was more focused on what I wanted to look like. Oh, and the location? And it was beautiful. And the location? The, the location, I didn't, I, I didn't even think about location. I didn't even think about, I was just happy just to get a location, oh, okay. you know, and did not realize they were giving it to me because the location was bad. <laughs> so... You think about that, 21, yeah. you know, I had no business experience or whatever. Yeah. So long story short, I was there for about three and a half years. And wow. then after three and a half years, you know, it was just, we were a full salon. We were operating at full, full capacity. capacity and I was losing money. Wow. It was paying too much for overhead. Uh, I, I only had like five parking spots for 20 stylists. It was just, just horrible. So not really good at logistics. Yeah, logistics. Logistic. My goal was to have a salon by the time I was 21. I don't know why. Uh huh. So I did it. Yeah. But did not think about. And nobody else told me, "Hey, you got to think of this, think of this, think yeah. of this." You know. So I opened it up, and it was. Just, I mean, we had a good time for a good first year, and then I realized I had no money left, and I was putting money more in, more in. More How many in. years did it take you before you decided that this was not the right? Location I or, knew, or I, I knew probably time. in about six months mm -hmm. when you know cu customers would show up and they would not come in because they couldn't find a parking space. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. we had we had parking. I mean, when you look at the place, we had a lot of parking, but there was other people that they needed parking. So in busy times, we had no parking. Yeah. So you know, try to set up valet service. We set that up for a while, then that you know they we couldn't do that anymore because we couldn't use certain parking. I mean, it was just non-stop one after the other yeah you know and then some sort of hurdle you had to overcome uh, yeah it was it was you know the whole skipping dropping out of school and thinking that i was shortcutting to success there's no really shortcuts i mean it was an expensive lesson for me oh, business was to learn you know that was my harvard yes it was so, your nba of MBA, hard knocks well, yeah so <laughs> but hey i'd rather do it that way because i learned about people i learned about the business business i learned about i learned everything you need to know about opening a business somewhere there of things to look for mm -hmm. and the things that you need to have a successful because you know it's already hard to have a business right mm -hmm. but if you don't have those certain things in line yeah and you don't know certain and you things. don't know say but if you if you don't know those things yeah you're already decreasing your chances yeah by highly <laughs> highly highly so yeah it was you know it was a good time, probably at the 20, you had the energy at 21 oh. to be able to get up and just yeah. keep doing it every single day until you, you realistically probably went and said, let's look at the books, let's look at, okay, this is what's going into it, what's coming out, and at the end of the day, we're, 
remember, in the negative. <laughs> I remember when we were paying quarterly taxes. And oh. I was like, why do we got to pay these? It's like, what is un- what is unemployment taxes? What, like, all those stuff you, you don't, yeah. most people do not know when they're first getting it. Mm-hmm. And nobody, you know, Back then. teaches you. Yeah. In your family, I mean, you have some naysayers and your friends and family, and some people want to help you out. But even the people who are helping you out, they have no idea. Yeah. They're, they're just, like, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you get in there, you're like, oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but it was a lesson learned, a good lesson learned. So you closed that one, and then when did you so come I, back I around? So I closed that one, and then I took a little bit of time off. Mm-hmm. So I got into other businesses, and fortunately, I have a lot of, from hair school, I met a lot of good friends, uh-huh. and so, and they were involved in a lot of different businesses. So I tried to get involved with some businesses like that, and you know, try different things, and anywhere from having a gas station to having a valet service or a, a, a car business or uh-huh. anything that made money I tried I tried it but my passion was always here so uh, I knew I was gonna need a spot to work at uh-huh. so I uh, went to the salon that I'm at now and a salon actually D. at the time it was called <laughs> Du Nouveau oh right okay now. I didn't know there was any other name other yeah, than yeah, salon yeah. D. it was called Du Nouveau and Du Nouveau is probably the first salon in, in Texas I believe that I, I know for sure in Dallas, that was a salon that took stylists where they can be their own boss. Okay. So you can basically pay rent for each year mm-hmm. and do your thing, and people are not taking commission from you. Okay. So it was a, the one first of the one, busiest okay. salons in Dallas for it. a long, long time. There was a, there was a waiting list to work there for forever. Yeah. But when I got there, people had already had caught on, and they were opening businesses up. Like that one. Like that one. Uh-huh. That's what was taken off. Like 1995 to 96, you know. Instead of the stylists working from out of their homes, they had a space that to go to. Basically, stylists were sick of paying commission to somebody. Yeah. You know, if you're making $5,000 a week, you were going home and make 1500 after taxes. Wow. You know, after you pay your commission, you share uh, So they're like, even if I lose half my business, I go pay 300 bucks a week. I'm still making more money. Yeah. So so that was happening. So what happened to where I was, the salon was pretty much out of date. Mm-hmm. You know, things were changing and a lot of other s- salons were opening up. So stylists from that salon were going to there. Uh-huh. So I got there and I liked everybody there. It was nice, you know, but that, I noticed that it was on decline. Yeah. And it was in pretty bad shape uh, after about a year and a half or, or so that I was there. So either it was going to close or and we we're all gonna have to move again uh-huh. i was gonna have to move again so i decided to you know buy it from take a dive which i swore i'm never doing out of salon again you know because i lost a lot of money in the first one yeah yeah you know a, a lot of money i mean well, I, no it was an experience you earned your harvard degree yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> MBA. I, I, yeah I, it was a tough yeah tough thing. it always is so okay so i had some money and then you know i always talk to my dad whenever when i do stuff he gets because just be brave and do it. So, okay, so hey. bought this salon. So after bought Dunovo, I changed the name to you know Salon D. Okay. And uh, which that's what ask, it currently people, is. People Salon-D. ask me all the time why I did that. One because you know stands for Dallas D. Uh-huh. You know the, uh, the letter D. And then the other is you know when you have businesses you have let's say you have a hundred feet which that's what we have hundred mm-hmm. feet of furniture. Mm-hmm. So the bigger the 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 amount of letters you have, the smaller the sign. Oh, okay. So I wanted to limit the amount of letters in the name. Okay. So Salon D was the best I can come up with. So I can have the letters 
as big as they are oh. today. Otherwise, if I had longer name, it would be smaller. And you couldn't see it from the freeway. You couldn't see it from yeah. the freeway. You couldn't see it from a plane. So and a lot of people would drive by. Like We didn't know there was a salon there until you put the sign up. Hmm. So that's kind of how we came up, I came up with that. Very, very smart thinking this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. And then, so... Um, and now, how, how many years now? So it was uh, 2000 and... I think 2000, after 9-11, we started kind of... even took more of a, a dive after 9-11 because yeah. the economy was bad. So... It didn't take a dive. It just kind of dipped, probably. It dipped pretty good, where, mm-hmm. like, we lost, like... You know, 10, 15 stylists, and things things were things were not looking good. Mm-hmm. So it came to my attention that, you know, people may not be getting their paychecks or whatever. So I had to make a decision quick. So I think right in, in the middle of 2001, I've made a decision to do it. And then in 2002, we closed the deal, and that's when I, I took it over. So and you totally revamped it. But slowly. Yeah. Slowly. You know, like, I didn't want to make the same mistakes as I had done in previous, so I just... I didn't go into debt at all. Mm-hmm. Zero. You only paid cash for whatever Zero. you could afford. So, you know, the people that were there, they're still there today. Mm. And as long as the system was good, they were being taken care of, their clients were being taken care of. They weren't going to go anywhere. They weren't going to go anywhere, yeah. you know. Because to this day, we're still the only salon that offers the things we offer, mm-hmm. you know. So little by little, I changed it. Little by little, I changed it. And then, you know, like I said, my goal was not to owe any money, not to get into debt. Mm-hmm. And so whatever money we made, I'd save, then I'd spend it. Whatever money we made, I'd save, I'd spend it. And yeah. So it took literally like five years for me to be positive. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> that's a huge feat. <laughs> People don't understand that when you go into a business for yourself, one, you work harder for yourself and your employees yeah. than, more than you do anyone else. And it's not easy or else everyone would be doing it. And it ebbs and it flows. And for the owner of the establishment, they must get up every single day, no matter what, and put up with the highs and the lows at the same time. You, you, can't, you can't be for the weak of heart, right? I mean. I think every business owner knows when they walk in, when they get up in the morning on their drive to work, it's like a boxer walking to the boxing ring. <laughs> They should. Yeah. That's how it is. Yep. Be prepared. You know, even today, you know. Because this is how many years later? This you've had. It's uh, been salon now so for ten. Two thousand two, let's say. Okay. So Sixteen, seventeen years. Okay. Thank like you that, very yeah. much. You know. Every day there's something. Yeah. You know, but things are more manageable now than they ever been because, and they were probably back in the day. I just made a big deal out of it in my head. Mm-hmm. So. Mindset changed. Your expectations of what people are going to think needs to probably change if you're a business owner. Yeah. You know, people like to bitch. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but no. yeah, they are. like to bitch. And you got to know that's part of business. Yeah. If they bitch, they still come and love you. I mean, yeah. they come back. So it's just part of the thing. Yeah, if you so take care of them and you, you make care, it right, exactly, they're going to come back. Exactly. Yes. So it's kind of, it's babysitting, it's love and hate. It's good. It's an interesting relationship, but... What's your most favorite part about about owning a salon? About owning a salon, about owning really any business now. Oh, that's right. You have a couple of them. It's okay, so, so any business. Any business now, I make money when I'm not there. Oh. Uh, otherwise, it's a bad relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down the brass no, taxes because, of it. No, because, because I know a lot of people today, and they have one of the top salons here in Dallas uh-huh. or, or any other business. But if they want a vacation with their girlfriends, wives, or whatever, 
It's they, not making money if they're, they're not, not there. They're not making money. The salons, so the business is making money, enough money to cover itself. Unless you have a catastrophe, then the owner has to put money in themselves. Okay. That's just not a good way, in my, in my mind, to, um, to run it. Uh-huh. So I feel pretty good about getting it to a place where I knew. You have people you trust. You have, yes. you have think systems in place. Systems in place. That it, it operates if they are or you're not. Yeah. Most business, most business owners think just because they own a business is they've, they've made it. They, what they don't know is they've just got a job, mm-hmm. really just got a job, and it's a job that demands a lot of them, oh, a yeah. lot of them. Mm-hmm. Mine does the same thing, yeah. but at least, you know, I can get away from it and I still... You have uh, work-life balance now. Work-life balance and I'm still, I don't have to work as hard and I'm still making money. Yeah, but that took you almost 30 years. Or no, no. It took me about 15 years, I'd say. Okay. To, to get to, to understand point. the concept. Okay. Just to, and I know it sounds funny, but like you're thinking, okay, I'm making this much money, I'm behind the chair, or wh- whatever job it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. But what you're not realizing is that you have your job plus all these other responsibilities. So you have to separate what you're doing and the, from the business. Yeah. Right? And if you are the business, if you are all but, together, mm-hmm. that means. The business that doesn't exist without you, correct? Then you don't really have a business, correct? So that's kind of it. Took me like catch twenty two there. Catch twenty two, and yeah. then and then that's when I started like you know started my assistant program. Uh-huh. I would get tired of waiting for people to come in the salon uh-huh. to rent a chair for me. A lot of people came, but I'm very picky, picky. yeah, and but their work. So if mm-hmm. their work did not you know match what I wanted, I didn't give them a spot. Yeah, and that was. Up front, you know. Yeah. So to get the stylist that I want, I figured that I have to train them. Yeah. I had to come up with a training system where I can incorporate it in my daily, every day, every yeah. day. It wasn't like one one day a week or one day a month. So it didn't take day. away from your yeah. your regular because you because you have clients that you do business exactly. with, and so. So I had to incorporate assistance into what I was doing, which some clients liked, some clients didn't. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of a thing that you had to... A workaround. You had to adjust to that. I looked at it. If I lose a few people because they don't like it, I'm okay with it. But yeah. the majority would like it. So, yeah. and what happened, instead of people waiting five months to get in, yeah. now they're able to get in for simple things that I don't have to do. Yeah. They can get in in that week. So it's yeah. a better business. Yeah. And the ones like me who don't want to use anybody else will wait the month. Exactly. At, you know, exactly. Or, or if they miss their appointment, we'll beg you to yes, take yes, them. Yes. And, and, and you and figure I, it out. And I love that because I love, I'm in the customer service business. Yes, yeah. I, I want to I wanna be able to take care of you. I want to be able to. Yeah. But there are some people who are coming in just strictly for maintenance. Yes. They don't need, they, yeah. They, they don't need me. I mean, everything's yeah. written down. They, they like, they come in. You trust in, the people. They, yeah, they have trained, trained them. them. Yeah. yeah. Some of them do a better job than me because I should say they care about the customer more in their chair. I've seen that customer for 30 years. I've heard the same stories. I'm like, you know what? Here, just put this on. You can go. I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah. Newer stylists, they go above and beyond. They baby them. Mm -hmm. So it's good for the customer. It's good for the hairdresser. It's a good good change up, I think. It is a good change change up. up. And, you know, I've had this past week, one of my receptionists uh, was sick. So I answered the phone and I had two what? Things. I know I know I was off but I was just you know yeah you're so, gonna come and do what you got to do well I had receptionist there but I, w- I had nothing to do so I thought 
you know what? I'm going to answer the phones for a little while. I'll see what happens. <laughs> I like yeah, it yeah. there. So I, know. I talked to two people on the phone, which they had no idea it was me they were talking to. How could and they not? I don't know. They, they just cannot conceptualize that I was at the front desk. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they thought, oh, Artem's going to be really mad. I cheated on him, but I need to come back. My hair is hideous. And <laughs> They didn't know it was you. So, um, <laughs> Note to self, people. <laughs> I, I, I booked their appointment, whatever. So I, when they come in, I'm going to have to tell them that it was me. That, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't mind when uh, a lot of people are very possessive with their customers. Yes. A lot of people are possessive with their knowledge. A lot mm. of people are. They shouldn't be. This is, to me, if you're successful, yeah. you're, you're helping people yeah. with knowledge. Yes. If you're not, you're, you're, really, you're really not successful at yeah. all. Just but I do believe that you are uh, very picky and you have a standard of that customer service which is the style that you teach them to make sure that they're doing, 100%. that they can, they can pass that on. So that's at the, the same brand, time, the brand, the brand is the, you. And the styles, the look, the value that people see that coming in, they're yeah. still the same. And people see that. And people see an 18-year-old right out of school. They like to see their progression to, from the way they start to... Yeah, you know, absolutely. They, to be part of something. You know, yeah. people love it. Yeah. As long as the quality is great. Yeah. If the quality is not great, none of what I'm talking about works. Yeah, So you have correct. to make sure the quality is great, you know, th then everything's good. Yeah. Because people really want convenience. Yes. Like nobody wants to walk around with gray hair more than they have to. If they want to come in that week, you know. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. why they, they make these little spray things that you exactly. can do your roots yeah. with, which I don't do my roots anymore because you get upset with me. But there are people <laughs> that do this little spray till they get to their to their person. You don't have enough gray to do I that. Know. That's why I, it, it looks funny. You need, to, you, need to, you need to have more gray to do that. But out of 60 people in the salon, somebody could do their hair. So yeah. if we can't, if I cannot accommodate the public, to getting their hair done, mm -hmm. if they need it. I haven't created something, yeah. a business to do that, something yeah. good. So That's a good philosophy, and I think more people that are in, whether it's your line of business or another line of business, when they start wanting to realize if they're the only person doing everything, that's a bad business model. In the beginning, Normal. it's good, it's okay, because you gotta know a little bit of everything. Cause like, look, you could go back and answer the phones because you, had, you were the first person to probably ever answer a phone. But at the end of the day, if you're not there, it still needs to run. As a business owner, you should know how to do everything mm -hmm. in your space, in Correct. your in your business. But you got to delegate. Yes. You, so that way you can work literally on your business, like you can step back, work and not on in, your business, yeah. and not in it, in it like every day. I mean, mm -hmm. you got to be both. But yeah. sometimes you got to step out to see. Okay, it's like a piece of art. You paint, you paint, you paint. You got to put it on the wall, kind of see what it looks Look, like. Yeah. Um, make adjustments. Make adjustments. You know, otherwise it doesn't work. You, well, it works, but you're just like, your eyes are going to pop out of your head, you know, just like nonstop. And you're going to get, you're gonna get, get burned tired, out, yeah. burned out really, yeah, yeah, really quickly, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like that. Okay, so let me ask you this question. I'm going to ask two, two extra questions. What advice would you give to someone that wants to start their own salon or get into uh, that's the a, that's a, that's a great beauty business, as you said? To, to start, whether it's a salon, a restaurant, you name it, whatever mm -hmm. business that's a service-oriented, be the best at your field mm -hmm. let's say you're in your niche let's, whatever let, it is niche. so as a hairdresser number one become a hairdresser yeah number two find a mentor that's going to guide teach you. you guide you mm -hmm. a mentor that you want to be like someday okay not just 
some manager at a hair salon, that's the key. Because yeah. uh, somebody that's passionate for the business, okay. right? Learn from them. Be as best as they are or better. Mm -hmm. uh, learn from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. And once you are at a level where you cannot sustain your clientele by yourself and mm -hmm. it's just too much, you need to think about possibly getting on an assistant. Mm -hmm. You need to train that assistant to the level that you are. It's like almost like a miniature of what I'm doing yeah. in my salon. You can do this in somebody else's salon. Yeah. And once you're capable of teaching other people what you do, then you need to look for space and find some investors. <laughs> because you yeah. know, then you can go get the space. Let's say it's a 10-chair salon uh, or 20-chair salon or 50 or 100-chair salon. Yeah. Then you can get a space and know that maybe you can find some other friends that are stylists. They can come in with you mm -hmm. to bear some other weight, you know. Yeah. The, uh, and then you can get a bunch of kids from school and have a program where you can teach them. And then you can grow your own people. Yeah. Otherwise, don't do it. <laughs> Taking the right steps and listening to others that did it before you is definitely key. Key, yeah. And not everybody's going to be wanting to mentor you, so you got to keep asking until you find the right one that not just wants to do it and not charge you to do it, but, but wants to do it to pay it forward because somebody did it for them. I feel like there's lots of people out there in the world that, that have gone or, or just have a soft heart like you that are like, okay, you know, my first venture out there, I didn't know anybody, so I'm gonna pay it forward by, by giving my advice to people. But yeah, that's the best way to do it. The mistake that I made, so if you ask me where that comes from, the mistake that I made, when you're in school, when you're young, you have a lot of ego. I still do, but you have a lot of <laughs> Not ego. as much. And you think you're the best at everything, and you come out, and you, yeah. know, you know it all, which is great to, to think that, but you want to kind of learn from somebody. You have to have a point of reference. Okay, so there's this guy who's doing this. I want to get there. That's my thing of success. Put the laser on it and just focus mm -hmm. right to that. So I would say if you're young and you want to do it, or even if you're older and you want to do it, you have to have... A system you got to have a system there's two parts there's a business part of it which comes with the brick and mortar your expenses or oh, you got to figure all that out and mm -hmm. what you need then you got to have to have a system of growing people growing culture to keep those to people keep those people mm -hmm. happy and then and then growing it so people are getting fed from you knowledge mm -hmm. yeah they're growing yes. right? and they're gonna make money with that knowledge it's it, a balancing it, act it's a balancing act. a lot of people think oh, you know I got nothing going on I think I'll go to hair school I think yeah so-and-so is doing it they're doing all right I go to hair school I mean today we have more hair schools dishing out more cosmetologists than ever before wow. it's turned into a factory really we have hair schools that it's really funny actually they have students they graduated, they stayed in school, became an instructor, and they're teaching the new students. Oh. This, no, this is a fact. Okay. These instructors have never had a day of yeah. working in a hair salon. They wow. have no idea. That's the, why I tell the, my mom not to go to the, the hair school in El Paso. She does it, but I, I tell her, Mom, you cannot be upset. You're getting. You're only paying five bucks or ten bucks. It's not about the money, honestly, if you think about it. It's, well, it, it is. Think about why. Why would any, and nothing against hair schools, why would any stylist leave their stylist job behind a chair where they're making a minimum of 500 bucks to 2,000, well, let's say, let's say, let's say 500 just to be on the low five end. on the low end a day, right? Mm -hmm. That's two, three clients. Mm -hmm. Go to making 500 bucks 
at a hair school a week. Oh, ow. Why would anybody do that? I, well. Why would anybody do that? What, what's the, because they're not. They're not being fed or they're not being guided in the right direction or they're scared. They, there could be two, two sides of it's that. It's a more, they're looking for security. It's a job. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't want somebody teaching me my career. Mm-hmm. That's never done it. Yeah. It's yeah. like going to a prestigious school for business and their professors were <laughs> CEOs of some company that don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there are some professors that are doing that. But they are right now. I, 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 I know. I know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, okay, you uh, are not. Like, yeah. So, no, I get it. So I think, you know, when, when I was starting off, school was so important to me. I wanted to pick the best school. But that and came from I, your parents, didn't it? No, for Tom at the hair oh, school. I wanted okay, to make sure school. I wanted okay. to go the best. And I believe at that time, schools were better than they are now. Okay. For sure. Where what the public wanted, schools are preparing you now. to what the public wanted. Now, kids come out, they don't even know how to use a round brush. Oh. They don't. Even I know how to use a round I, brush. Yeah, it did take like, me a while. Like, you did have to show a, me, but. It's, it's a, <laughs> yeah. I'm I not talking about every single kid. But that's a basic thing. It's a yeah. basic tool. That they're styling. Do. They're cutting. They're, it's, just, it's just not there. Yeah. Because so, they're manufacturing to pump them and, out. And I'm... And I'm I have nothing wrong with it. Like yeah. schools are trying to make money off these kids. I got no problem with that. If yeah. they open a business, good for yeah. them. But in return, yeah. in return, you got to give them something yeah. that they can actually land in a salon. And, and the salon owner go, God, thank, this is awesome. You got, yeah. I can just put you right to work. Yeah. I have to train somebody for a while before they can actually do our minor, minor things in the salon that public in Dallas would find it acceptable. Hmm. And that's just even if they meet the requirements you you set forth to them before they even get put into your apprentice yes. program. Yeah. Wow. So when you're young, you want to do it. Don't put too much emphasis on what school. School today is going to give you the ability to get a license. Mm-hmm. Once you get the license, best thing you can do is find a place you can work where you can be Mentored. some sort of mentorship assistant program. If your idea is to go or rent a boot space somewhere and, and so you're going to make it. it you could probably do it. Your chances of, I think today, success uh, rate is low. Success rate, 100 kids graduate in I think five years. The percentages, don't quote me on this, I think it's less than 10% they're doing hair. Wow. In five years. Wow. That's, that's pretty low. Pretty low. <laughs> okay, so what would you so tell your younger self then? I would say if you're thinking about going into the hair business, go spend some time in a hair salon. You know, find a salon that you think you'd want to work at mm-hmm. maybe a reception job or something in there see if you like the atmosphere if you like the atmosphere then search out the schools that are good the way i would look for a school i think the education is all the same mm-hmm. at any school you go to mm-hmm. they're all in my mind they're not great okay but some schools have created a culture some schools have given you a good atmosphere okay so that is important mm-hmm. so that way you can go to school and be happy there and want to go to school yeah if it's not um, a good culture and atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, man, I just like a, I don't want to hang out with those people. <laughs> so then you won't want to go do hair. So somewhere. at least you know some of the schools are providing that. If the so find a school that has a good culture that you feel like you can fit in and you like your classmates and your teachers and such and go to some of those. Okay. And once you get out or before you even get out, connect with somebody that is a salon owner or a stylist that has a few chairs that are running somewhere, they're wanting an assistant really bad. In return, 
they're gonna you know they're gonna teach you yeah they're gonna work that means you gotta network. Yeah. network 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 for sure yeah I mean, that means they're gonna train you but they're gonna overwork you too and by being overworked you're gonna be trained yeah and they're gonna allow you some time to do your own customers one day a week or one hour a week whatever it may be you have to have some sort of you can't just be an assistant forever yeah if you find that I think your success rate is a lot higher and a lot of people don't don't realize. And I will say this: like, if you look at the average what stylists make in the United States, uh -huh. I think it says twenty eight thousand dollars a year. Really? Yes, yeah, I think twenty eight to thirty six, something like that. They're not. They're not claiming everything. <laughs> no, I think they are. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they are. Huh. Uh, and that's that's probably true, in all, all over. Those are stylists that are working at low end places oh, okay. or mediocre places. Okay. So. If you are a stylist and you want to make more than that, mm -hmm. don't get a job at a mediocre place. Yeah. <laughs> don't start low. Because once you start low, yeah, you, you wasted can't. 5 to 15 years there. Mm. And then to get to the level that we are at, for example, Salon D and some of the other nice places in Dallas, it's a journey that's hard. Yeah. You know, you raise your price on a customer for 5 bucks, they just they go out. crazy. So really? I would start high. Mm-hmm. I would start at a place that is, you know, they charge more, so your hourly rates could be, you know, anywhere Higher. from, you know, let's say 100 bucks to 200 bucks, you know. Otherwise, it's a, it's a tough business. Yeah. No, I always tell people, hair is to me, it's like a or no a car. Like if it's like a Ford or Mercedes, like you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get what you pay for, and and I believe in paying. <laughs> for the best <laughs> to get my hair done because otherwise I'm gonna walk around if I'm not gonna be happy with it you know then you're gonna be upset like so even the 12 and nothing against the places that my boyfriend might go to or that yeah. are you know under $20 <laughs> or my mom going to the to the beauty school but it's but she doesn't have much to, she has to do with her hair because it's short but if you have a certain look or style that you want to keep then pay the money because it is well worth it when you don't have your hair turning purple, like mine did the very first time I went to a beauty school that didn't know yes. what they were doing. Or for you, your flat top. <laughs> well, you know, you, you do get what you pay for. Yeah. There's something for everybody. Yeah, you know, um, absolutely. There's some people don't feel comfortable. And I've had this experience before when I hired somebody right out of school and they were really good being mm -hmm. trained. So they could not charge 40 to 50 bucks for a haircut. They were having a hard time with mm. swallowing that pill. Like, I just can't do it. Yeah. Because they came from a background where that's just insane. Yeah. So. They didn't value their skill set. Not only they don't value their skill set, the whole family doesn't value their oh. skill set. Hairdressing is looked upon as like, it's a maybe a shit job. Yeah. So there's a lot of variables in what we do. Mm -hmm. It's You have to really be all around pretty mentally strong mentally strong person and your work has to be excellent yeah work so, ethic work style all of it yeah I it agree. has to be excellent I mean for example just to give an example I have some attorneys that charge 60 bucks an hour mm -hmm. I have some that charge 1600 bucks an hour well, what's the uh. difference <laughs> The sixteen hundred bucks an hour win every time. They, yeah, right. So, so that's yes. the, the, you yeah. Get, I mean, some people are okay with the sixty bucks an hour. They may have a traffic ticket. Yeah. Somebody may have the you know shot somebody. They're gonna need that sixteen hundred. Yeah. So it depends on the level, you know. Of uh, what you're paying. Some people for. don't value their look themselves in the mirror that much. So 
$20 haircut is not a problem. Yeah, no. You know, some people look at themselves like a queen when they come to us. <laughs> And they love it when everybody they says, it's they sad. love it when everybody says, oh, so your hair looks fabulous. Um, you know, where'd you get your hair done? And you can get all in, these compliments. We are in that market. Yes, I know. You know so <laughs> it's, it's kind of a... And hence why I stopped doing my own roots, so it would make you look bad and have different colors, and you know, then <laughs> I know it's a representation of you. Yes, so yes, yes. <laughs> yes, you didn't even need to do it. I know, uh, I know, but you know, the whole roots thing always made me paranoid. But no, I, I agree. So Artem, I do appreciate you being on and sharing your knowledge, and thank you. And remember to hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, iTunes, Anchor. Follow me on Facebook. Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those great places. And until next week, stay positive and keep growing. And thank you, Artem. You're very welcome, Kimberly. <laughs>